0: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw,
1: baby. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely gorgeous wife, Marie. And you are going in SmackDown Live!
2: Huh. Hey, this is Shisuke Nakamura. Shisuke watching going in the raw.
1: Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to filmed live at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson airing at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And of course found wherever audio podcasts can be found. If you're listening to my voice right now, please leave us a rating review or a comment. It really goes a long way towards helping grow going in raw. Uh, We also have available. If you enjoy going in raw friendo club TV, it's our bonus content that we churn out every single week. You get four episodes plus uh, every Friday, a vintage 10 for the win today. Uh, this is this is a blast from the past. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a curiosity for sure. We uh, we ran a fan fiction, a Steven Larson fan fiction contest back in 2011, I think. 10 10, ten. mere months, ha, <laughs> oh, months after wow. we,
3: we we began full time on 10 for the win, yeah.
1: And uh, and uh, we and the winner of that contest, uh, we turned their story into a short film. Yeah, Michelle let us put it on the on the on the main channel. Which is crazy. And uh and then yeah, and and so we found that and we we uploaded that. It's a bizarre little piece, but uh it's also pretty fun. So uh check that out. Uh we also every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we go live for the friendos. Uh so and you can get access to all this bonus content at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson or by becoming a YouTube channel member by clicking on join or by being a sub on the Twitch. By the way, if anybody out there who has uh, who is a current sub on Twitch, if you're not receiving emails with bonus content, please feel free to hit us up. Either mm-hmm. email us at StephenLarson at gmail.com or hit me up directly. On the Twitter, you can DM me at MF Steve here. Uh, I re- I received this the other day. Somebody said that, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We need to get that figured out."
0: Yeah, so I want to yeah, make sure everybody yeah, yeah.
1: who's signing up, who's throwing his subs, is getting access to that bonus content if they want it. Correct. Uh, another SmackDown in the books. We've we have been proven wrong, Larson. I, yeah. Do you, let me ask you something. So uh, Baron Corbin was eliminated in the first rounds round night in the SmackDown. Uh, oh, by the way, a new patron, Lyle. Thanks, Lyle. Thank you, Lyle. Uh, eliminating the first round of the Intercontinental Championship tournament. Correct. You and I both picked him to go all the way. For me, it was mainly... It was mainly... It was the kind of thing where I think I felt it was inevitable because I didn't want it so much, and sometimes... WWE will do what I don't want them to do. Yeah,
3: it just seemed like the most WWE move to put that belt on Baron. That's the only reason I said it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I totally believed it because and based on
3: how they were doing things with Sammy's out, Baron's in with Nakamura and, and Cesaro, it just been like a one for one trade, including the title. But I guess not, and that's fun. I, I, I appreciate it. they're they they're going a, a whole new direction on that means for Cesaro and Nakamura going forward. But uh, yeah, I think I think it's 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 a good idea to put the intercontinental title on someone
1: potentially who hasn't had it before. All right, so uh, That's a segue for you right there. It says in the thumbnail. So every Monday on Friendo Club TV, uh, we do a goofier version of what we're about to do, which is the power pa- 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 power rank. We've been so pa- pa- power ranking for years. This past Monday, we pa- pa- power ranked pa- pa- power. the worst intercontinental championship tournament that WWE yeah, could won Huh? You had Goldberg winning that, right? I had Goldberg winning that. I had Jackson Riker winning that. <laughs> Jackson Riker had some words tonight. That he did. Uh, let's see here. I don't have your notes up immediately. Do you have the uh, the brackets? I don't have the – well, I have the – yeah, I kind of have the brackets.
3: I have the matchups. And right. if you uh, – the first two matches are on one side, the second two matches – here, I'll do this. First two matches are on one side, the second two matches are on the second side.
1: Oh, okay, okay, I already
3: have my power rankings done, so you let me to go first.
1: Uh, yeah, you go. If first. you're working on, it.
3: so eight, uh, skip ahead to the results of the show today. Uh, Drew Gulak, uh, he lost his match with Dana Bryan. Excellent bout. We'll go into more detail on that later. Yeah, I thought that match was tons of fun. Really oh, okay. fantastic. Seven, Baron Corbin, he lost to Elias. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it was a really fun match. These, those two guys really put it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, six, Elias, he just beat Baron, but I think uh, his journey becoming our Continental Champion ends. With his next round match Number five This pains me And he would probably be Much higher If I thought He'd be sticking around For sure mm-hmm. But he said Hey uh, My you know my wife's pregnant I'm about to take Some time off I don't think they put the Intercontinental title On Daniel Bryan um, When his contract's up soon He's taking time off To spend time With his newborn baby And his wife mm-hmm. So I got Daniel Bryan At five If it weren't for that He might be number one uh, Four AJ Styles uh, I kind of feel like this is just a, a brand to brand invitational appearance for him. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised he lost to Nakamura. Uh, he still has the specter and ghosts, the PTSD from Undertaker he's dealing with. Maybe that could come into play. Yeah. Three, Jeff Hardy. Honestly, I feel like the winner of that matchup has a leg up uh, on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Two, Nakamura. Um, I don't know. I sell to him at two. against process elimination because really, number one, I feel pretty good about this. Jeff Hardy, Sheamus. Oh, you already said Jeff Hardy. Okay. Uh, he's he's in the midst of a pretty solid push. He's actually never been Intercontinental Champion before. Ah. Um. So he wins this tournament. He gets the Intercontinental title. He is a Grand Slam champion. Uh. So my pick, Sheamus. Steve will be happy because he is number one Sheamus fan. Uh. Maybe they'll bring back his uh lobster head song upon his victory. I'll be pretty hyped about that. So Sheamus is winning the Intercontinental title.
1: Interesting. Uh, yeah, interesting they've got uh, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus in the first round. I would have thought that could have been a final right there. That could have been a final, yeah. Um, so, all right. That's good. That's good. All your reasoning is good. Uh, makes sense. I'm going to go with this. I'm going to say, uh, of course, obviously, seven and eight. Drew and Baron Corbin doesn't matter. If this was happening yesterday, Baron Corbin would be my number one. So it doesn't matter where he's at. Yeah. Um, Number six is Elias, because that's not going to happen. Number five uh, would be Shinsuke Nakamura. He was champion. They did basically nothing with him, so I don't foresee them doing anything with him again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Although I think this matchup with AJ Styles is going to be really good. Yeah, it should be. Next up is AJ Styles, because he's doing The Undertaker. He's not going to be IC champion. And on top of that, he's on Raw. So uh, I don't care what brand invitational there is. He's on Raw. Isn't he he's on Raw, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's on Raw. Yeah, on Raw. okay. Uh, which means down to the, to- the top three. Uh, my number three is actually Seamus. Uh, I like your reasoning. I just think that... Uh, so th- I you have to hesitate a little bit on paying too close attention to the backstage stuff, but also kind of not... Uh, if I choose between Jeff Hardy and Sheamus, I'm going Jeff Hardy just because they they want him to stick around, and mm-hmm. I I think that Jeff Hardy as IC champion, I mean I don't know how much of a needle mover it would be, but I like the move, I like the idea. I think Sheamus is IC champion. I think it, it'd look great, and he might he might very well pull it off. I think Jeff Hardy people really want to you know people like Jeff Hardy a lot. Yeah, yeah, um, rooting for him I think too. And, uh, and then I've got Daniel Bryan. Again, I know you mentioned this, uh, but man, he said right after WrestleMania, he was going to be gone, and he's sticking around. Daniel Bryan seems to be having... Sorry, go ahead. So he's a, a month after WrestleMania now. It's more than a month after WrestleMania. He's still there. And uh, he seems to be having the time of his life right now. Yeah, he's having a lot of fun. I mean, I don't think I've seen somebody smile as wide as him at the beginning of that Money in the Bank match. His promo tonight was very convincing. Somebody... Mm-hmm um somebody on twitter i don't know who it was and i apologize but i don't know if it was a friendo or like somebody that i followed said how great would it be if him and sheamus because they're on opposite sides of the brackets i think
3: no they're the same side of the bracket
1: okay if they end up
3: Sheamus wins that's the that's the that's the semi-final matchup yeah okay
1: how great would it be and they wouldn't do this now because of how they're booking sheamus if they had Daniel Bryan deliver a knee in eight seconds to get the win like at WrestleMania mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Daniel Bryan's my number two because that promo was great. And then Jeff Hardy's number one. I think Jeff Hardy's going to win this thing.
3: I really feel like the winner of the, the Hardy-Sheamus match is, is going to be the guy who wins the whole thing. I fight. could
1: see that. I could totally see that. That's and what my gut's telling me. Given that we already have one face as major champion... Um, It wouldn't surprise me if they put it on a heel at this point.
3: And and, you know, one of the reasons too, I I thought Sheamus might win is he can beat Hardy, not the cleanest way. And then after the tournament, they could feud for the belt, and Hardy could get it down the line. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. They could do that at SummerSlam or something. Um, So yeah, but otherwise, I thought tonight was a really good SmackDown. It was. It was fun. It was. It was probably. Otis is just made for fans. He really is. Otis, I found Otis to be the least interesting part of this whole episode. Uh
3: <sighs> like his opening stuff on Ms. TV, it was it was it felt really hit or miss. I think some of the humor uh, didn't strike the target as intended. Uh I, you know, it's, I think part of that was delivery, and I think that's more due to the fact that he doesn't have a ton of experience uh, doing a lot on the mic in the ring.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I thought that he was okay. I thought that. This this is the kind of thing he just like he needs a crowd like he even plays yeah. to a crowd he plays to a crowd and that not like, there it's
3: just it's just me I appreciate that that he's uh, an eccentric character and like Air Hump is pretty funny but it's uh, got a limit with me you, you know? know I I still don't I, I still don't see him as legit world title guy right now
1: I don't I don't know that we ever will man I mean look here's the thing somebody asked us the other day. And I don't like bringing this name up because it's just, it was a bad idea. But somebody asked the other day, is Otis the modern day Eugene? And he kind of is. He kind of is. Here's the thing about Eugene. Eugene was was specifically, okay, look, I don't know why they ever came up with Eugene. I mean, I I can guess, and I think there's been stories out there that somebody thought this was a good idea. But the bottom line is Eugene was a guy that everybody picked on, that everybody cheered for that you felt sympathy for and when he would come alive uh he would he would get his own you know Otis is the same thing there is no hint that Otis is anything more personality wise th- than than basically Eugene and i'm not talking about like he's supposed to be like you know the the whatever I'm just saying that like it's the it's basically the same type of thing like people pick on him. They don't take him seriously. Even if they give him win after win after win, he's always going to be that that guy. And I don't know that he's going to get out of that. I don't know that it's possible to dig him out of that. I just don't. And is that the kind of personality that anybody can see? Being like the the alpha guy there in WWE with the WWE champion with the Universal Championship.
3: We, we talked about this before. How a lot of what they're doing with Otis is trying to make him. It's like a two pronged attack that has basically no crossover. Where he's really weird, and they want him to seem uh, uh, relatable. Yeah. So you got a guy who you know he looks like this you know like a, a regular dude. He's not tall. He's not chiseled like a lot of wrestlers you know um and and yeah he's a little he's he's got some seemingly some social anxiety he's a little eccentric uh he's a bit of an oddball um i mean but look he, but they but, they but look- here's the thing, there's being a little bit of an oddball and there's this that's 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 beyond just being an that's beyond just being a little bit of an oddball you yeah. know it that's that's weird territory where it's just a weird character trait where he's just going around making weird guttural noises um they, do, they,
1: they, they have dialed that back.
3: They have like his whole thing pretty much. Well, not his whole thing, but vast majority of the thing on this TV was him speaking to his shoot voice. And I appreciate that. And there's a way I, I, I just wonder maybe if, if the, the the reason some of it wasn't hitting for me tonight is that he doesn't know how to transition from shoot voice Otis, which makes him way more relatable. And then going to <laughs> air humping the briefcase, you know?
1: Yeah, but here's the problem with him being him being shoot voice Otis is that you're ditching the thing that got him over. You are, and no, at, that, I understand at that point, he's just a normal, he's just a regular guy who gets picked on. And if if he can't make that, I actually thought I'll put it this way: I don't disagree that this, that the stuff was hit or miss. I disagree that it was in the delivery. I think that it's always difficult to deliver bad material. There are some people who can do it, but. Uh, like when when they asked what is in your briefcase and he said the bratwurst is in there i I laughed i thought that yeah was that was a good lying. line because that was a good line i thought know? yeah no no and I thought it was in the material i thought that the when the material that, was but, crappy the, but, it, but i think well, i lines.
3: think what per- preceded it where he's like oh yeah there was uh what's the other uh I've got it wrong here the other uh acid that's uh sort of R. uh Rolaids Rolades. yeah I got some Rolades, some gas X and then they pressed the matter about the food and he goes they got a bratwurst in case you get hungry. That last bit was funny, Yeah,
1: but that's part about the and the gas ex, mm. Yeah, I kind of, I think I laughed because, because he said gas sex with some energy. He said, and some gas ex. I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. But yeah. that's T-Sero, that's and I get what you're saying. Um. It, but, but the bottom line is, I, I mentioned this earlier today on News Brief. These empty arena shows, when nobody's there, it's just the, the promos just come off as awkward. When you're in the middle of the ring and nobody's there to receive them, they're just awkward.
3: Yeah. <laughs> New Kyle here in chat says, Larson hates Otis because of what happened at Money in the Bank. No, I don't blame Otis for that. <laughs> I've never had a problem with Otis per se. per se. I just don't see him right now as main event guy. A I want to.
1: I want to so Built
3: much. Another year building. Imagine this. Imagine if if, if AJ had one money in the bank and Otis was in this tournament. And he had to, week after week, math, mm, match after mm, match, mm. be underestimated by his opponent to score a win each and every time. That's actually building someone with, with storytelling rather than just having literally a briefcase fall into his hands.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, they had him in a decent storyline where he was getting wins and they can they can give dude i don't know i don't know i i think you're partially right in in my opinion i think you're partially right i think that that would that would help but the bottom line is he's a weirdo and that's what makes him entertaining but i think that's his ceiling and that yeah. ceiling does not extend up to the to the universal no, and I, championship well, and,
3: that, and that we're in agreement but i think it would for the intercontinental title yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. With that. I kind of agree with that too. And, and then especially you just can just put have on really him, good matches. Yeah, you can have him put on good matches when the IC belt, and then go from there and see what happens. Because like the story of the main event is uh, right now, Otis is no match for Braun because mm-hmm. Otis was in there against Miz and Morrison. Uh, he it took a hot tag to Braun, and Braun wrecked him. Yeah, yeah. wrecked him. Yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah. so uh, he's got a ways to go. I think both in terms of kayfabe dealing with Braun or even Bray for that matter, and for us watching uh being a believable contender yeah there's there's a lot of work to be done that's why i kind of feel like probably a year early imagine if he'd been this intercontinental title had won the belt a year from now he's in money the bank something similar happens uh then you're talking maybe
1: yeah maybe you do yeah you do need you you need to build the personality so he's not a weirdo though and Mm -hmm. and i i don't know i don't know if you're going to kill the entertainment value if you do that i don't know it's a difficult situation to be in um but uh but I don't know. I mean, Vince seems uh, seemingly at this point intent. I mean, <clears throat> it was interesting seeing him in there next to just in the same vicinity as the universal champion. And I wonder if they sort of do that to start feeling out how people are going to perceive that or even how creative how Vince, you know, when he sees them next to each other. OK, do we start? figuring it i mean they, they got to start figuring out if they're going to pull the trigger on him being universal champion it sounds Maybe so they just,
3: weird no it does sound weird, but they, they just think oh we'll just shove him in the main event every week and people are
1: just like oh he's he's made it into that material now yeah it's I, i'm curious to know what what the executives because you know we talked about on news brief today uh you know executives at fox executives at usa they're all you know trying to get in the business trying to figure out the roster thing that's why we landed with this brand versus brand invitational mm. um I wonder what the what the executives at Fox think of Otis. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be know. interesting I don't know. to find out. Anyways, speaking of Otis, the episode of SmackDown tonight kicked off with uh Otis uh interrupting uh or he was their guest. The, yeah, uh, he
3: interrupted the introduction.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh so anyways, Miz says take a seat. Otis sits down and uh of course he breaks the chair so he stands back up and he's like, Oh, I'll just stand. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's
3: asked Is this the 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 biggest win in your career winning by the bank, and he says yes.
1: But the biggest win in my life was
3: winning the heart of Mandy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. uh, that's when uh, John Morrison asks what he got in the, what he's got in the briefcase, and they're acting the entire time. They're asking, they're acting like high school bullies, basically. Yeah, that's uh, their shtick. He said he's got the contracts, some Rolex, some gas, X, not yeah. Rolex, Rolades. Sorry. Uh, oh, Aids, Yeah, <laughs> I'm just reading your notes here. Um, like, a uh, uh, Anchorman. Uh, and then, yeah, he says he got a bratwurst in there in case he gets hungry later. And he's like, I got the contract. Uh, and then, uh, we go through sort of like some, uh, a family photo album of, uh, yeah. of Otis, get some pictures of young Otis. Uh, Jomo asks if he's pregnant because he's got a big belly. And, uh, he says he wonders if he'll give up the briefcase. because yeah, That would like be the Becky. wrongful thing to do. That'd be yeah. Yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh,
3: Otis talks about dealing with a learning disability. Uh, his mother would help him out with the schoolwork, uh, help him with the, keep his grades up so he could play sports. Uh, Miz says, I can't take you seriously, Otis, as Mr. Money of the Bank. And uh, Otis says, I'm sensing a bit of a problem. And Miss says, you're the problem. Says, uh, you're one step with that briefcase away from being universal title, universal champion being the face of SmackDown. And he says, all right, I'm tired of this. Bring out uh, Tucky. We'll have a tag match right now. Mm-hmm. And Otis just says, uh, Tucky's not here. And uh, oh, what, what do you say the excuse was? It was He uh, had oh, a had-
1: Disson Cherry or something. Disson or something like that. Yeah, from the Oregon from Trail. From the Oregon yeah. Trail. That, again, that, now that, so I guess we can just erase all all any and all hope of this thing being cashed in for the tag titles. That is not happening. Yeah, not happening. like we didn't no. think that was going to happen anyways, but man, that's they have just been ruthless in making him a singles guy. He's a tag guy who had to search for a tag partner tonight, man. That's what's a the, bummer for Tucky.
3: What's the over under and how many weeks going it take for us to see Tucky on TV again?
2: Dude, I
1: don't know.
0: In just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: I don't know. The guy is obviously willing to show up. And that's more than so many other wrestlers. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. know, man. Tucky was doing great work through this whole uh, Otis and Mandy story. I know it's weird. Like every dude, he he was being the the, the best wingman. I know, I know. It's a bummer. It's a total bummer.
3: Anyways, Miz tells Otis go find a tag partner by right the end of the show, uh, and they'll teach him how to be a champ. Uh, after that, Michael Cole talks about the Intercontinental Title tournament, unveils the bracket. Uh, we had Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak tonight. Also on that side of the bracket, Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. Opposite side of the bracket, you had Elias and Corbin. That happened next. Uh, below that, Styles and Nakamura. Uh, this Baron Elias match I thought was a lot of fun. They gave it a ton of time, but never got dull. Yeah, they gave this a lot of time. <laughs>
1: yeah, they is did. This was a really long match, but um, they kept the
3: pace up. It didn't slow down. They took it outside. There was the the bit with the guitar that played into the end of the match. Um, it had all the ingredients in there. Baron lost essentially by roll up. Mm-hmm. so yeah. it's 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 all consistent with Baron's weakness. Uh, it was a, it was a lot of fun. You know, last gets his come up and it's on Baron for tossing him off the crow's nest. It all worked out. I
1: will say this: this is how you do sort of long term storytelling. You know, like these guys now have a, a, a history uh, that goes back a little ways, and uh, and it's got some iconic moments to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, on on their scale, I'm not saying this is Brett versus Sean by any means. But this is the kind of thing where if you keep on building Baron and like I don't really need more Baron in my life. But I appreciate that. I think that at some point they could turn some corners on him and get me more interested in him.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
1: I think as a performer he has it and in the ring he has it. The same could be said for Elias. I think Elias has all the raw ingredients. I just don't give a damn about the, you know, his gimmick. Or anything they've done with him. but I I think that the ingredients are there.
3: I'll posit this: Uh, Elias moves on. He faces Wonder if Nakamura and AJ. If Nakamura moves on, uh, he is one of uh, Baron's assassins. Is that what he call them? Mm -hmm. Assassins, mercenaries, Mm -hmm. whatever. For sure, Baron's going to help Nakamura win that match, and Nakamura will reach the finals.
1: Yeah, yeah, that could be. Um, I mean, the, the
3: like the dream matchup for this is they have a Daniel Bryan nakamura final they give it like a half hour uh, yeah. at backlash and let yeah. them put on the match that they've been wanting to put on for
1: years yeah i agree with that and then let those guys feud for six months because daniel bryan evidently didn't go anywhere um yeah so uh so yeah like you know like not, not i just i appreciate that they have these things you know they're they're continuing on and and they can revisit it and so i always like totally. that kind of stuff totally um, so, anyways, yeah, like you said, uh, 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 Elias hit a jumping knee on Baron and then immediately rolled him up with a cradle for the win. So, yeah. Elias moves on after that. We had Otis backstage, he's looking for a partner. He runs into Sheamus and he wants him to be his tag team partner for the main event tonight. And Sheamus, you know, hypes him up a little bit and then brings him back down and says, No, fella, yeah.
3: Not a chance. Uh, next, we get Otis and Mandy backstage. My, my internet froze up, so I didn't see the beginning of it. I just saw once Otis left. What happened prior to that?
1: She said, uh, uh, well, she uh, let him uh, feel her up a little bit. And then, yeah, it was shocking they put that on just camera. I can't remember. believe you just,
3: missed that. Just say you don't remember.
1: There were like four nipples on the screen, man. It was crazy. Just say you don't remember. No, nah, man. She said, why don't you go ask Braun Strowman? Then <laughs> <No. laughs> he said, oh, okay. That's literally all. That's pretty much what He was like, literally oh, I can't almost. find a partner right now. Right, my your peach. situation,
3: at least more happened in your situation. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so he leaves as he's leaving. <laughs> uh, hack, uh, Smackdown hackers there. Hacker. Uh, I feel like it's kind of the same VO as last time. They want to know who I am. I am everywhere. I see everyone. I hear everything. I am the truth and no one is safe. <laughs> he said uh, they want to know who I am, but even they don't know. Exactly. So it comes out of that. Braun's walking backstage. Otis rolls up to him. It's like, "Hey, Braun, you gonna be my tag partner?" And Braun's like, "Huh? You think I'm gonna be your partner
1: just to cash in on me?" And Otis is like, ah, "No." <laughs> Braun is so bad at reading dialogue, man. Oh, I see. So you want to be my partner so you can cash cash in on me?
3: <laughs> but then he's like, "I got a lot of respect for your gall, Otis, for asking me to be your partner. So I'll
1: think about it." It, I need an a, I just wanted him to say oh I need an answer <laughs> like because what he's going to told- do now he has to halt his search
3: I know and then if he but if he continues to find someone that's a, that's a firm yes and it's gonna get awkward so right? really Braun uh, an answer right then and there is the appropriate response
1: what would your response have been Larson's backstage he's facing Jomo and Miz later he's like man Braun's not a Braun Braun be good He's he's that big train guy. Let's go ask him. You go ask Braun. I'll think about it. What do you say? I'll take that as a no. (laughs) Right? You got to take it as a no. You always take the worst case scenario off the table, and the worst case scenario is you ain't got a partner. Well, here's the thing, too.
3: Usually, in my experience, it's not 100% of the time, but a majority of the time when someone says, I'll think about it, that's their way of saying no No. by by trying to be nice about it. Clearly. Yeah, Absolutely. So if phone says, "I'll think about it," I was like, "All right, that's a no. I'll go. I'll move on with." It right? right? Yeah. Hey, I'm moving. Michael PS Hayes, you gonna be my partner?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Road
3: dog, what about you? Oh, you didn't know? I got other plans tonight. He leaves. <laughs> it's like I'm not even supposed to be here. This is Road Dogg getting cleared no more. Uh, next we had Naomi versus Dana Brooke. Of course, Dana Brooke beat Naomi for a spot in, Money in the bank. Naomi went and get that loss back. She didn't. She lost again. Uh, she went for some sort of wheelbarrow thing and Dana just like sat on her and got the win.
1: Good for Dana Brooke. Bad for yeah. Naomi. Yeah, bad for Naomi. These <laughs> people can be like they said all the people who were like getting wins back in the day, getting losses now, they're gonna be like, Why am I even showing up? Wasn't there the thing where I can ask for my release and I get it? This happens. <laughs> right.
0: She's Something like, damn to it,
1: Sammy Zayn went home, I should go home too, because I'm losing to Dana Brooke. <laughs> And I'm getting coronavirus because you know everybody there has it because they don't test. After that, we had uh, the man, this was like longer than that, barren. Oh man, it still gets me in the feels, man. I still get teary eyed watching this stuff. Oh, I'm just kind of tired of it by now, man. I got teary no the way, first man. time, this time done. The,
3: the montage with, with her or her history in WB, man, that's good stuff.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff.
3: I mean, it's kind of a bummer. It was just tie in for uh, uh, uh what, what's that, uh, Chronicle. No, 24. it was for twenty-four. The, uh, the
1: birth of uh, baby Rollins.
3: No, it was for who? Why am I blanking on this? The insurance company that has Flow progressive. progressive It's all is all a t- Progressive tie-in. It's the match Flow segment of the night.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. That's great. Flow's been around yeah. for a second, huh? She's been around for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, Charlotte Flair comes out and starts putting me to sleep with one of her promos. She says, "Calls herself the hardest working woman in the industry because she works
3: three days a week." <laughs>
1: <laughs> she says
3: As they've run the numbers, they've done the the the, the market test. The people want more Charlotte. Steve, do you agree with that assessment?
1: I don't know who these people are, but uh, they, they, they they just they just asked Charlotte what she wanted. You know what, man? I'll be honest though, I actually thought it was kind of cool what they did tonight. I, I like, yeah. you know, again, it's one of them things. You get these people with all this history. You got the horsewomen out there. I thought it was kind of cool. And the next week we're getting Bailey versus Charlotte. Um, so I mean, this. The segment wasn't, like, I don't know. Again, it was the kind of thing that it needed the crowd. All this stuff needs a crowd. It I thought Charlotte did a really good job of
3: driving the wedge between Bailey and Sasha, and Sasha's reactions were good. She didn't, for the most part, overplay
1: things. I agree with that. They had Bailey talk a little bit too much, but... uh, That was kind of
3: the thing, though, was that she's talking over Sasha. Sasha won't let her get a word in.
1: Yeah, but even with that, I get get the point. Even with that, they... (laughs) <laughs> like her opening spiel was just too much but uh but no it was it was fine yeah like you said Charlotte uh so she she starts off saying the fox ex- Fox executives know that I'm money so they brought me onto this show too and uh and she then uh, the greatest yeah yeah and then Bailey and Sasha come out uh Bailey talks a lot and uh she's saying you need to get it hell out of my ring because I'm the greatest champion ever I beat you Charlotte's like well, yeah, I was concussed. And then uh, I forget what else she said. I know you haven't. Uh, she here.
3: said, last time you beat it took getting a, a bad er, new haircut to yeah. get the job done to win the title off me the second time. Uh, Bailey tells Charlotte to go back to NXT or go back to Raw to beat Liv Morgan over and over. Uh, Bailey says, she's the greatest, uh, most dominant SmackDown champion in history because she's beat everyone. Uh, thanks for coming. Tells you to get the hell out of the ring. Uh, Charlotte says, I want to talk to Sasha. Uh, you made Bailey relevant when. Uh, she won the NXT title now uh, You're the only reason that she's still relevant mm-hmm. and then she says think about what we did Sasha made of raw uh, main eventing pay-per-views um, And she's wondering why Sasha's content just being an afterthought being Bailey's lackey and Bailey's like Oh, you won't understand our friendship and Charlotte goes. I want Sasha to talk Bailey interrupts. and That's what Sasha, Sasha's like The heck yeah um, Bailey challenges Charlotte to a match Charlotte accepts but she says I got a question for Sasha, she asked, "Are you going to be your own woman, or are you just going to be Bailey's lackey? And are you going to be happy being an afterthought?"
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then later on, it was announced that uh, we're getting champion versus champion next uh, week. Next week, I think that's going to be good, man. I think that'll be a good match. That's going to be a good one. Um, I like. I look. Here's here's the thing that I kind of appreciate about the uh, the brand versus brand invitational is that with the wild card rule, for whatever reason. They were intent on trying to like put actual rules behind it. Like, there is a rule. They mentioned that during Charlotte when she came out. There is a rule. What a is Superstar
3: it? Superstar can only uh, show up on the other brand four times a year.
1: Holy shit! I missed that. That's horrible. There is a rule. They need to stop with those rules they because they break them it. every time. What well, is May and Charlotte's going to be on SmackDown twice
3: in two weeks? You are <laughs> trying to tell me she's not going to be on there twice in the rest of the year? Get out of here, There's man. Seven more
1: months. Didn't even notice that. Oh, my God. Yeah,
3: it was like a throwaway line from Cole. Oh, it wow. It was, it was mentioned while Charlotte was making her, her way down
1: the ring. Why are they doing that? They they break them every time. And then you're, it's such a distraction for, like, you know, wrestling people because they're like, wait a second. You know, like Sean Ross Sab's going to be there with his damn stats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. like, wait a second. This is the it's third time Charlotte's been on SmackDown. Charlotte was on SmackDown 27 times this year. And then he goes on QuizzleMania and it helps him win all the time. <laughs> he's a tyrant, damn it. <laughs> well, Luke won this, this last time, though. So. I think for now, they better not bring that Sean Ross back. He's going to win it
3: right back. Uh, Braun had an interview next. He's back there warming up, getting his flex on. Uh, he's asked, are you going his partner? He said, I'm still chewing on it. This is just what I do to think. He gets his pump on to think. Yeah. After that, we had a Forgotten Sons promo. Had a disclaimer, such as saying the opinions expressed in this are not the opinions of WWE, just the opinions of Jackson Riker.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He. It was weird to see him smile. He was it smiling was.
3: in this. He, he seemed he, more soft spoken than he should have been. You know. He's, yeah. He jacked. He's tattooed. I mean, I, I don't. I didn't dislike it. I thought it was good. I, I didn't want him put on you know like a, a typical wrestler voice for this was
1: supposed to Let me more tell more you adult. something. At I the end of the I didn't day, want <laughs> didn't
3: want that. The shoot voice and it seemed uh, uh you know.
1: Yeah, it came relatable. off as it genuine. Like this. No, it came off as genuine. Um and look, you and I have gone back and forth on the Forgotten Sons endlessly trying to figure out at least they 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 got something. They got an angle and they're sticking with it. Yeah. You know, we served our time. And now we're, you know, we have been, we're vets and we've been forgotten. Uh, we've been, we were unappreciated. Yeah, we came back. Yeah. I mean, some of it's a bit on the cringy because he sort of, he doesn't literally say PTSD, but he sort of talks around the idea of PTSD and, uh, and it just, it's like, oh man, don't bring that stuff up.
3: Hmm. Part of me feels like this is a gimmick that got lifted from like nineteen seventy five. Yeah, no, totally. Absolutely. You know, like like post Vietnam war, I you know, from my understanding, I wasn't alive then, uh, that was a common feeling. A lot of vets came back and felt like they weren't appreciated because the war yeah. wasn't was wildly unpopular. Oh yeah. Yeah. These days, by and large, those sort of sentiments don't exist to my knowledge.
1: Well at least, the... at least to that level of prevalence. So the in terms of public the like the public yeah, perception you're absolutely right. Obviously. But and that's here's here's something that. that they really don't want to get into is that like, you know, the suicide rates for veterans I think are oh, yes. are pretty it's high. Yeah. yeah. And that's like really heavy, deep stuff to get into. Yeah. yeah. Um but I do from what I understand there there is a lot of, you know, help out there um mm-hmm. for veterans, I think. Uh, but you know, th- yeah, there's some ugly stats. But again, this is wrestling. Do we really want to be talking about this? And I guess stuff? I
3: was talking about was the public perception. You know, you're, no,
1: you're absolutely right. When they talk like this, I think of Tom ago, Cruise yeah. and Born on the Fourth of July. Exactly. I exactly. think of all the footage we see of like protesters calling Vietnam veterans baby killers when they're coming back home, and it's it's horrible. Like you know they. The draft was horrible. They made mm-hmm. these kids go and mm-hmm. and kill people. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. And you know nobody should have been doing that back then. You can protest no, no. the government all you want, but yes. man, come on now. Anyways, uh, so again, it's it not something like we should gimmick. be talking about. And they're kind of making us.
3: It's a it's, it feels like a gimmick out of time. You know, because mm-hmm. I think by and large the public perception these days is. You know these men and women who go overseas and 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 fight in our country's names—they're do—they're going out and doing the work, and when they come home, they're to be appreciated. It's not across the board. I understand that. I know there's some stats that 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 are not good, but I think generally the pub- public perception is that's the attitude. Yeah.
1: For the country Dude, basically they as wouldn't as well. you know the truck truck companies wouldn't be car companies wouldn't run truck commercials you know celebrating the troops if that wasn't the case and in fact Duckman here in in, in twitch says it these days we don't blame the men and women who fight we blame those who send them to fight which is exactly yes. who gets protested yes. you're, you're absolutely right that's why and you're right this gimmick it just feels outdated you know but that being said i don't know look I'll, I'll, on the positive side of this trying to be positive here Maybe there are some veterans who do feel like this, and maybe they're well, maybe probably, they're watching probably. wrestling and they relate, and they're like, "Hey, probably, you know yeah, what? I do feel be. left out." So, but no, Anthony F says it's just not something that should be a wrestling gimmick. It's insensitive and outdated. But hey, if somebody finds value in it, then then I think it's okay. But if people are like, "Really, this is tacky?" Then you know, maybe it's not. It does. It totally helps that two of these guys are actual veterans, so that's yeah, good. It does.
3: It does. They need to explain the junkyard still. Like Wesley Blake owns a junkyard. He's the only two, he's the only guy that would hire hire Cutler and and and, and, and Riker. And <laughs> it all makes sense. Then it makes sense. I'm I'm will be on I'll be on board. Yeah. Um, it'll make it sense at least because right now, uh, how does Blake fit in? And uh, where's the junkyard coming to all this?
1: I'll ask my my dad's a veteran. He was in Nam, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'll ask him if post Nam he ever hung out in a junkyard. All right, do that. I'll ask him. Okay. He tried to FaceTime me during SmackDown, and I then I, I cut him off. He's in South America. I don't know. He might have been kidnapped by a cartel. I don't know. I should probably call him at some point.
3: Yeah, you should. You should. You should follow up on that conversation. Uh, next, we had Miz and Morrison do an interview, and essentially Morrison just said, uh Not even Braun is dumb enough to be Otis's partner." And Miz talks more, but I ignored it because <laughs> I kind of feel like he just says the same things over and over. Let's talk about this awesome match between Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. Fantastic, great technical stuff. Uh, some great German suplexes in there as well. Um, just fantastic, fantastic, fantastic technical wrestling. Matt wrestling at its oh, best. So good. A bunch of dragon screw leg whips. Uh, Daniel Bryan won not with a yes lock, with a heel hook. I love that uh, because he was working the leg. That last dragon screw he gave to Drew looked nasty. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Drew sold the hell out of it. Oh yeah. Slaps, slaps the heel hook on right there. Uh, got the win. I like that they he brought the heel hook back. But remember, because when he when he first came back, when he first turned heel, he was he using the heel hook a lot. Anyway, yeah, yeah, great yeah. stuff. Like really, Daniel Bryan. If I had if I didn't have the the, the idea in mind that he was taking a break soon uh, to hang out with his newborn, I'd pick him to win this whole tournament. He's the absolute best. Put the universal title on Daniel Bryan.
1: Um, yeah, no, I agree. I love Drew Gulak too. I was I was really pulling for Drew Gulak in this. To be honest Same. with you, but Same. they were gonna have that happen. Um, I mean that's how you make people, man. That's how, if Daniel Bryan isn't winning this tournament. I mean, yeah, ideally Daniel Bryan versus Nakamura would be great. What are the other? Hold on. What are the other? So he's fighting Sheamus or Hardy. Yeah. Okay, and then the, the Sheamus. He'll be Sheamus
3: because I want to I probably want to face heel thing.
1: Oh, that could be. Oh, that's a good point. That could be. Huh. And they've got history too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. they do.
3: And then you got Elias taking on the winner of Nakamura and Styles. Both of them are heels.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, something like Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan AJ, Daniel Bryan Nakamura makes sense. But if they want to uh, face Heel face then for Sheamus, and it's gonna be Sheamus Elias. Yeah, which would be a good spot for Elias to get at least to the finals. It'd be something for him.
1: All right, so wait, what are we doing here, Brian? Wait, what is? Oh, it's gonna be so the top the the top line is the uh okay
3: one side of the bracket, and the second line is the other side.
1: Elias. Yeah, so both Styles and Nakamura are kind of bad guys right now. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Nakamura is probably going to go to the finals. Good, or if he can Nakamura. lose to him, That's
3: Entirely conceivable.
1: Yeah, Brian actually might be my new number one now that I think about it, because I mean you could yeah you could do Nakamura versus Sheamus, but wouldn't you wouldn't you do Brian versus Nakamura?
3: Yeah, if Nakamura's going to be the finals, but if yeah. Or you could do Elias Sheamus.
1: You I'd could do Hardy versus Brian because that's a, you can you can categorize that in a dream mm-hmm. matchup. They do that totally, totally. And then put Hardy versus uh, Nakamura, maybe.
3: Or Hardy versus AJ.
1: Hardy versus AJ would be
3: killer. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of good matchups there. That's good stuff.
3: So we're probably gonna get Sheamus versus Elias. That's what the finals are probably gonna be.
1: You think it's gonna be Sheamus versus Elias?
3: I'm gonna say we have a bunch of potential uh, quality oh, dream yeah. matchups. So we'll
1: probably <laughs> can get Sheamus versus. Elias. You said that with too straight of a face. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's funny. Uh, so yeah, no, this is a really great match. Anything you want to go over specifically, or just? That? I mean,
3: I, I could. It's just it's just a lot of great text. Go watch stuff, the damn match, body parts. It's, so uh-huh. it's so good. It's so good. It's so good um just go watch it anything i say will 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 lessen the quality of the match next week we went through this bailey versus charlotte styles versus nakamura hardy versus Sheamus, and then we get otis and mandy versus Dolphins. sonya deville after that sonya had a promo fantastic she's so dang good put the belt on her
1: mm-hmm. i agree i agree yeah man that was uh
0: you can host the best backyard barbecue
1: That was a really good promo. Like every week, she's just delivering, dude.
3: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So she says everything that she's promised has come true. Uh, next week, she's going to humiliate Mandy like she did a couple weeks ago. Uh, wonders what Mandy is good at. And it's like, oh, yeah, just being uh, blonde and pretty. And when that's over, where will you be in a double wide with kids cooking meat for Otis? Yeah, that's uh, a Sonya's, beer. Sonia said that she was going to ruin Mandy's life. And believe her that she's just getting started and dare her dares man to show her why she deserves to share the same ring with her
1: i wonder you know a question i'd love to ask sonia is who she's gone to for help with her promos it's entirely possible she's just on the road and she just practices a lot but Mm -hmm. you know it wouldn't surprise me if some wrestlers are out there getting advice from other wrestlers you know we've heard that bray is
3: really good with people backstage helping them with their promos Could be be.
1: Could be Dolph. I wonder if they travel. Dolph. Well, there's no traveling now, is there? Um, no. <laughs> there is no on the road. I meant going to the Wawa. <laughs> going to the Wawa and getting the, the, apparently they have very fine sandwiches. At the getting Wawa. some curbside sandwiches or however they're doing that. I guess Florida's open now, huh? So those Wawa. are Wawa. You can walk into a Wawa and get a sandwich, I guess. Oh,
3: I guess, so. I guess so you got to keep your six feet distance, otherwise you're good. <laughs> Uh, main event: Miss Morrison versus Otis and Mystery Partners. Bron, why is Braun's, uh Tron uh, like Thomas the Thomas the the the, the train engine, but this like a really scary
1: form? I saw no, you, you want to hear like it? an anthropomorphic train. It's weird. Well, Thomas is weird in the first place. Oh, it's really weird. Who is the best conductor? George Carlin or Ringo Starr?
3: I mean, I'd say George Carlin. <laughs> really? No beef against Ringo. He's a legend in his own right.
1: Uh, Carlin is certainly the most, uh, sort of, uh, the most engine, given, given his spiel about, you know, the words you can't say on TV, definitely the most interesting choice for each kid's show. <laughs> um, he probably needed, he maybe just needs a paycheck. No, nah, man. the other day I saw it's, it's, yeah that could be too, uh, somebody put Thomas, the train, the tank engine, his, uh, train, but they use, uh, RoboCop's Murphy head <laughs> as the <laughs> front creepiest thing you would ever see in your life it's messed up bronze
3: bronze head on the train is pretty freaky too
1: (laughs) yeah but murphy he he looked like smooth p ain't got no eyebrows (laughs) no hair no beard no nothing he's all (laughs) on a train nobody wants to see that coming at you i would understand it like all those weirdos back in the silent film era when they did that train film and everybody ran out of the theater because they thought the train was going to come into the into Uh the theater yeah. No, idiots. Just on. It's it's all a bunch of pictures, just yeah. So sequenced if they
3: if they if they projected that the Braun train. Yeah. <laughs> toward the people. That's be having
1: heart attacks. They'd have heart, heart attacks
3: there. left and right.
1: Same with the Murphy train. Too much. Who would win, Murphy train or Braun train? It's Robocop, man. Come on. Yeah, it's Robocop. Well, it's Murphy. It's Murphy.
3: I, I, I feel like now that if uh, 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 Otis was trying to cash in, felt like he was overwhelmed the strength department with Braun, he'd bring in ro- Robocop to counter the strength of Braunstrom.
1: That would be so wise. Uh, so, But, yeah, but it'd be modern-day, like, Joel Kinnaman Robocop, and he sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braun tried ahead. to do the caterpillar, caterpillar. caterpillar here, and instead he just did a bunch terrible. of weird push-ups. It was terrible. Terrible. Why would you have Braun do that? That's like something it, you do, like uh, after the cameras are off rolling.
3: Yeah, that's so, a house show moment
1: or uh, or, or post RAW thing. Yeah, yeah,
3: totally is. It totally is. They don't take Braun seriously. That's that's pretty self evident at this point. Let's look at this Tron. Put his head <laughs> on a train. <laughs> He's basically
1: Thomas the Tank Engine.
3: So uh, Otis is eventually isolated. He's getting worked over a bunch. He eventually gets the 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 tag to Braun. He does the usual thing. He basically chucks Morrison right on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, works over the Miz, looking for some shoulder tackles. Morrison j- humps, uh, hops over the barricade. Not hops the barricade, hops over the barricade. <laughs> Miz, he's a shoulder tackle. Back in the ring. Uh, Morrison pulls Miz out of the way. Every match, Braun has to get posted on the ring post, and I'm tired of it. Every time. That's his Every thing. Time yeah, he dude, charges thing. Every, Every wrestler time. has their thing. Every time. So Morrison gets some offense in, and then he does something. Braun just picks him up, power slam, win. went, so he basically won the match by himself. Yeah. No, Otis, he did. He totally did. Otis Otis is like laying on the floor, peels himself off, gets in the ring to join uh, Braun to celebrate. Mandy comes out to ringside. Braun turns towards her. Otis puts the briefcase down like we're supposed to think he's going to cash in. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to hand the briefcase to the referee. He doesn't Otis know how to do it. Put it on the floor. He doesn't know how to do it. Braun turns around. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Otis oh, like, oh, I'm just kidding.
1: It's a joke. Yeah. Ah, where's my joke? Ah, give me a fist bump. They fist bump. Braun should have power
3: slammed right then and there.
1: Man. I know, I know, I know. And even Braun, like even like Braun shoots, sort of looked annoyed. Like they were Otis and Mandy were like hugging up in front of him, and his music is playing, and he just he like looks over them at the camera and puts up his title. He's like, "Why is this? Yeah, it's a it's a disaster right now." If I was Fox, I'd be like, "Put somebody else in charge, of creative." Yeah. Yeah, I swear it just feels like Vince is writing off empty arena era. He's like, oh, kind of feels that way. He gets we'll a s- he gets a call from Fox and USA. He's like, ah, this is so annoying. Fine, brand invitational. We'll give it a rule. <laughs> uh, you want you want to do some questions? Yes, let's do that.
3: All right, Gareth over here in the Twitch are the Forgotten Sons tiptoeing on the stolen valor. Uh, why not ditch Blake and make uh, Riker and Cutler the true veteran duo? Riker can just stay in the corner while Cutler does all the work. You know, <laughs> you know they
1: that's should do. That's why you got to explain that Wesley Blake owns junk junkyard and hired them when no one else would. You know That they way sh- he's explained. Yeah, no, that's good. But if they don't do that, what if they turn that into a storyline? They're already kayfabeing this stuff and it's all uncomfortable. Why don't they kayfabe the stolen? They're like, hey, wait a second. We just got your records in. You've been lying to us. <laughs> mm. It's uh, time for me to go somewhere. Uh, is that offer still open for me not to come to work? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that starts> coughing. <laughs> oh, I can't <laughs> breathe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel <laughs> tight. <laughs>
3: uh, DangamQ, I sense that wildcard 2.0 is something brought on by the networks due to the low number of talent who could travel. You'd find out details in today's news brief at Dang MQ.
1: That's right, you can, absolutely. Uh, Mr. Lipkin, of the three winners of the Women's Rumble so far, who is most likely to become the first two-time winner? Uh, he clarifies. Charlotte is Vince's favorite. Oscar's great. And Becky making a big return in a couple of years to win could be huge. Oh, wait, Rumble? Yeah. Who, who's, who's most likely to be a two-time Rumble? It's got to be. Becky, I would think. Yeah, you think of of, of the group there would have to be Becky, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we've got this year's Rumble, which, I mean, Asuka, there's always the potential that Asuka could win that, I guess. But she also could still be champion at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next year is going to be Becky.
3: Mm-hmm uh enforcer Steve bradley steve have you ever interviewed your dad about his time in Nam.
1: so uh it's interesting so my dad was air force so he wasn't in the shit that being said if you're in vietnam you were kind of in the shit regardless of where you were and so like for example his barracks like blew up or something when he wasn't there um it was yeah it, but he also he doesn't like to talk about it like it's he, he, I think he's told me before that he's like my non memories are my own and that they're going to stay that way. But he has let slip stories from time to time. And it is always the most fascinating thing because, you know, I'll be with him and something that we see or hear or whatever will trigger something that happened in Nam. Not like in a PTSD way, but it'll trigger a memory that he's OK sharing and mm-hmm. then he'll share it. Um, most of his memories have more to do with, uh, musical stuff. Like, you know, I'll always ask, Hey, you know, did you have any pink Floyd, uh, uh fans or uh, friends that were pink Floyd fans or whatever, various yeah. groups? Cause he wasn't a pink Floyd guy. And he'd be like, yeah, there's this guy in, Vietnam and you know, he, uh, he was going to send me out his records or something like that. I don't know. It's, he's, he's got like a bunch of stories like that, but, uh, hmm. but yeah, he's pretty guarded about that stuff. Uh, Pug Poolhausen, do we really need to continue with the whole Otis is so fat he breaks things gag? Three times in last week it's been pulled and two of them with ladders. As long as Vince McMahon is alive, that will never cease to make him laugh, and so it's going to continue.
3: Mr. Forbesy, do you think that they telegraphed A.J. win the Intercontinental title by saying it's the only belt he hasn't won? He would be a big name to please Fox, also reparation for the release of the O.C.?
1: Oh, uh, I just think he's too wrapped up in the Undertaker stuff. Yeah. I think that's just, you know, that's going to be his story. I mean, those are good points. And he's always like, I mean, he's always like potentially a IC champion.
3: Yeah. I mean, you put a belt on AJ, you can't go wrong. Right. Well, exactly. I thought he
1: would the bank. He almost did.
3: Yeah, he should have. it's a lot of horse shit.
1: Greg Morris, trade Otis's gimmick with any wrestler, and that person takes his gimmick. Uh, oh, Jack Gallagher. Mm. And <laughs> be- done the
3: tattoos, huh?
1: <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and Otis comes out oh, and like
3: mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Damian Priest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've got a brisket in here. I've got a broadwurst in my briefcase. And it's uh, like, that- oh, look at all my people that I own, all my women.
3: Uh, MC Seminole runner How do you guys feel about Sammy running down The Intercontinental title tournament and Calling it illegitimate in character on Twitter With the supposed heat he has backstage Yeah he should be doing uh, uh, Twitter promos Yeah
1: he's Talking doing the bare to minimum To maybe keep his job yeah. <laughs> He's like alright I'll get on Twitter yeah, I don't believe in this tournament uh, Let's see here uh, Ray's says uh I know they've had a few smackdown matches together, but I feel like they ended in wonky finishes. Could we finally have a solid one on one tournament finish between Brian and Nakamura? That's what we're kinda hoping for, huh?
3: Yeah, that'd be great. That's that's the ideal the ideal uh, final matchup, yeah. Uh fear and loathing, could you imitate Conrad doing a podcast with Vince? Uh Vince, what the fuck were you thinking at the end of WrestleMania nine?
1: So would that be what would be the top of Conrad's list? <laughs> Of things to ask Vince what oh, the fuck he was thinking.
3: It'd, be, it'd probably be, Vince, what the fuck were you thinking when you put the belt on Hogan ahead of that European tour he wasn't even on?
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> we already sold the tickets. Oh,
3: or no, we had, to sell, we had to
1: sell the tickets. <laughs> was
3: No, he said to say, But it's added value.
1: <laughs> it's added value. But the but tickets the were sold. On, <laughs> the tickets were sold, Bruce. Oh. That's
3: still the best exchange in history of that show as far as I'm concerned.
1: Uh, yeah, so good. The best, uh, the best or <laughs> the train ad, reads. the train. Oh my god, the train ad read, oh, the train man. ad read, and the Heidenreich sex blue chew read.
3: Yeah, no, that's good too.
1: Those are all the best. I need to get back to listening to that show. Me too. It's so good, me
3: too. Conrad's damn good.
1: He really is. I gotta listen uh, to that Arn one. Arn's dropping stories like every week these days.
3: No, he's got bombshells every episode, <laughs> right. Uh Anthony should uh Steve, how would Undertaker and Otis interact?
1: Hello, Otis. I hear you're the hot new thing. My name is Mark.
3: I'm coming.
1: <laughs> uh hey Otis. Which lives matter? <laughs> <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs>
3: Uh, White Brownie92, so what's WB's excuse for NXT not being part of the brand-to-brand invitation? You're talking about Charlotte was on SmackDown tonight. Wait, NXT what? Show. Oh,
1: <laughs> Yeah, right? Oh, man. Uh... <laughs> Damn. People popping over my Undertaker. Uh, Derek Oblick. Uh, why was Otis looking for a tech partner as Tucky disappeared for good? Yeah, him having dysentery based off the Oregon Trail. I don't even understand. Look, I know what the Oregon Trail is. I know the video yeah, game, and you've died. It's a terrible joke. It's a terrible joke. It's weird it's so that bad. Otis would be making jokes. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. That's why it's bad. Yeah um
3: dang cute you guys see Cesaro impersonating regal's real man's man on instagram he did it after he lost uno to xavier woods
1: oh i didn't know that was he, he lost the uh the okay that's funny i did see it it's hilarious uh let's see here uh uh scott hill jr the other day larson started reading a not so video friendly comment and stopped short why don't you guys make a video series reading vulgar slash obscene comments and questions? Just a thought. Thank you for continuing to bring us entertainment throughout this craziness. Uh, I think so. Okay. There's two things. There's one thing that that I would be okay doing, but I'm just not really interested in it is reading like rude, but funny comments about you and I. Oh, that's yeah, totally. I'm fine with that. But I think yeah. what you stopped short on reading was probably offensive to our sensibilities. And not something that we'd want to read on video. I, know I'm assuming. I don't remember. I don't remember what that was. I don't know what the comment was. I just know there's some stuff that, you know, we don't want to read.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: let the Fiend in. Top three wrestlers from each promotion shining through the crowdless era. So essentially, MVPs of each promotion.
1: Each promotion. Uh, are we talking about like Raw, SmackDown, NXT? Sure. Okay. Uh, well, Raw, obviously, is uh, I'd say it's Oscar. Asuka. Oscar. Um. Oscar, Drew, because he's on every week. Drew, and I'd say Zelina Vega. Yeah. And then on SmackDown. Gotta be Daniel Bryan's gotta be on there. Daniel Bryan's on there. I'd say Otis is on there. Sonya. Oh, and Sonya. Yeah, Sonya's been really good. Um, NXT. Who's been on every NXT? Uh. Uh, dexter Loomis has had a really good nxt showing i mean some of it is just the timing on their on their like arrival sort of he's like the perfect guy to put out there for no crowd you know yeah for sure um otis die has had a pretty good showing mm-hmm. he's been and he's been in some decent matches yeah uh. <laughs> Night by night, will we see a model-trained version of the Stroman Express on Firefly Thunderhouse? I hope so. Yes, God, please. I hope so. Yes,
3: please. Speaking yes, of please.
1: which, thats I don't know if anybody's asked, asked this yet. When do we foresee Bray returning?
3: Well, I guess it depends if we think they're going to have a match at Backlash. I don't know. Don't know either. Cause we still got... June, July, August. Six weeks? Yeah. Five weeks? Su- well, I'm saying in SummerSlam, if they were waiting to do the title change at SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. It's still that's basically three months.
1: And that's if uh, uh, SummerSlam doesn't get pushed. They usually you know. keep Bray like they sort of they don't use him all, like comparatively speaking. It's not like he's it on like a weekly basis. Uh, James mm-hmm. Rodriguez, if AJ wins the IC titles, I mean, he's jumping over to SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that'd be great if they had an AJ win and he just goes back to Raw. I know. Fox both is pissed.
3: Both mid-card champs on
1: Raw. Yeah. Uh, what uh Wolfpack for Life, what NXT superstar would have you had in the IC tournament? How far would they make it? And if losing, how would they lose? That's a good question. Um <laughs> I'd have a uh, Keith Lee enter the IC tournament and uh, he's eliminated because Damian Priest shows up and whacks him in the leg. Nightstick, with his oh, night. Like, stick. I Jack could be in it and lose, and it wouldn't. It wouldn't be that huge of a deal. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be like kind of par for the trend. course. Yeah. Hey, that'd be hey, that'd be a good first round match is a uh, DiJack and Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It'd be like the Gargano match.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's right. Uh,
1: let's see here. Uh. Uh, local Doug Cokel, could Baron ever be turned around to be a face? Yes, I think he could. I think people would accept that. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's, it's possible he'd be better as a face at this point. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Alex Foster, if the Forgotten Sons were ever turned into a comedy act, how would you showcase them? They'd be like heavy machinery, but for junkyards. There you go. They'd, they'd show up to the ring with, like, another piece of trash every mm-hmm. week.
3: No, they'd slide down the ramp on, like, a car hood. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> heard Homer wants to hear your Maurice impression.
1: My Maurice impression. Who are these forgotten sins? I hear one of them. He's not even a real veteran. But he works at the junkyard. Uh, Let's see here. And then uh, Rich the Smash Bro just asks, "So where is Tucky? <laughs> yeah, what would be the actual answer for that? He has dysentery. Maybe he just maybe Tucky got like a bout of some nasty diarrhea. Did he drink
3: some pond water or something. How did he get <laughs> dysentery?
1: <laughs> it's pond water. I think he's got some, I think he's got explosive diarrhea." That's my guess. I'm done with the Patreon. What are you doing on the Twitch? Uh,
3: Let the Fiend in. I read that WWE was going to do more Dream Matches. Can we just get Daniel Bryan versus Gargano, please? Seriously. Send Daniel Bryan
1: NXT, man. Who would want to see that? That would be great. There you go. Um, Anyways, let's see here. Is there anybody that we want to raid? Nobody's on right now. Lawrence is on, but we've already raided him. James is Uh on, but he wouldn't even notice. We already raided him anyways. Last time. And he didn't notice. Uh, I don't notice anybody else that is on right now. So, it's a raidless night, everybody. Penelope Ford, is she on right now? Oh, look at that. How many people are watching Penelope Ford? Oh, that'd be awkward. Right now, she's only got 32. I don't oh, want to okay. just inundate her with everybody that's uh, our people.
3: Apparently, Drew Gulak's streaming right now.
1: Really? But he had a fight tonight. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, man. <laughs> uh, he's got 87 people. Again, that'd be a little awkward, didn't it? He's got a nice Bruce. He's got a hat on.
3: We just did Bruce, what, yesterday?
1: Yeah, we just did Bruce already. Mike Rome is on.
3: <clears throat> man, everybody's got to twitch these days.
1: Everybody.
3: Doctor Lipkin really wants us to raid Drew. We're not going to raid Drew. That just seems awkward. We don't know him. Link says, "Help people grow. Help help people grow. Not awkward." What do you say? We can do it. Why not?
1: We're going to do it. We're going to raid Drew how, Gulak.
3: How, how, how many people? How many people are in this? He's
1: town? got eighty-seven. And how many do we have right now? Somebody just asked him if you did make it to the next round, who would you have wanted to face next between Sheamus and Hardy? it's just this is live shoot interviews all day long oh, uh man. we have 190 right
3: now okay, we, have we have 190 have all right why not let's help them out
1: rate him? all sure. right we'll tell drew gulak that the going in raw podcast is, is a big fan of his says hello and uh we, his well. match was great tonight
3: fantastic
1: and uh be nice to him and, and show him that the friendos are awesome and very positive yes. people yes <laughs> Mr. Dub says rate impact, quadruple their followers. If they had like a live person like, you know, there chatting with people, I'd totally do that. I'd rate impact. Quadruple their followers. All right. All right, let's see here. I'm gonna hit the raid channel button. There you go. Uh Drew Gulak. There he is. Start raid. He's got seventy nine people in eight. Seven, six. We've got 100 people about to raid him. Wow. Oh, it's so awkward. (laughs) Here we go. Thanks for watching, everybody. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.